I feel like I need to start with a disclaimer today. Often when we read the Word of God with an open heart, it will leave us inspired, yeah, encouraged, amazed at this God who just keeps showing up for us, keeps forgiving us and blessing us and trusting us, even in the midst of all of our failures. That's a common response to the Word of God, yeah, when our heart's really open, amazement, awe, wonder before this, this God. Who is this God? But then there are times when the Word of God will deeply challenge us, will challenge our perspectives, our priorities, will challenge the way that we engage with life. And of course, the only reason God challenges us is because he wants nothing but the best for us. He, he wants us to live our fullest life. In fact, there's lots of evidence in the scriptures that God wants that for us more than we want it for ourselves. So he's prepared to give the hard word at times. Yeah. Now today I want to offer an angle on Jesus' teaching in the gospel which probably fits this message more into the second category. <laughs> yeah, this might be a bit of a challenging message for some of us to receive. I want to pick up today a theme, or the theme really I started reflecting on my last homily about a month ago, uh, on deepening in conversion. Conversion is the word we use to talk about that process of our heart opening more and more to God, which is almost always difficult. It's always somewhat challenging. Because it usually means letting go of, of some way of thinking, some attitude, some habit that we've become accustomed to. My mum was a great cook, but on occasion, and thank God it was very rarely, when we were young, she used to cook us liver, right? And we hated it, hated it. But she insisted it was good for us, right? It's healthy for you. And so, like, she'd also cook these... Um, Onions, fried onions. So we just like pile the onions on and try and mask the flavour. It was, it was horrible. We suffered through it. Well, today's message might taste a little bit like liver. But I want to encourage you to, to be open to it. It's good for our spiritual health. It's good for our growth. I want to start with Halloween. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, it happened, yeah, this week. Did you notice young ones, kids all over the shop running around in their scary outfits? Here at St Ben's we um, decided to celebrate the ghost that really matters, the Holy Ghost. We, uh, we hosted a, a night of light to celebrate All Saints Day, yeah? And the kids came all dressed up as their favourite saint. It was so beautiful. But for me it was another reminder of how children love to get dressed up, don't they? They love it. They love to pretend to be something or someone that they're not. And as kids, it's cute, right? We, we don't think anything of it. We just, oh, that's innocent, that's beautiful, that's cute. But the point I want to make today is that dressing up does become a problem when we do it as adults. And I want to suggest that we all do it. We probably do it a lot more than we realised I'm talking here metaphorically, yeah? I'm talking about how we put on clothes, personas, identities, 
as a way of either covering over the truth of who we are or trying to pretend we're someone we're not. Can you relate? Maybe you put on the clothes of a successful person or a holy person maybe or a really helpful person or a busy person. Maybe you're someone who has all the answers. You put on the clothes of someone that's always strong, someone who has their life all together, someone who is always happy. There are so many uniforms that we can put on, yeah? So many clothes. And, and often we have multiple uniforms on at the same time. I remember in year 12, uh, at the end of the year, we had this award ceremony. They were handing out awards for all kinds of things. You know the award I got? Class clown. Ah, you can't imagine that, can you? Class clown. Now, I look back at that and I realise that that was just a persona. That was just some clothes I put on as a way of coping with life at school. Our clothes, our uniforms are usually just a way that we cope with life. A way of trying to make ourselves feel uh, secure, acceptable, lovable. But what tends to happen over time is that we become so familiar with our clothes, with our facade, that we actually lose touch with what is really going on within us. We lose touch with our true desires, our dreams, our hopes, our, our, um, our grief, our disappointment, our jealousy, our anger. I mean, all the stuff that's real and that's going on within us, it kind of gets numbed out. It gets covered over by all our clothes. This is the problem that Jesus is pointing out in the gospel today. He says, the scribes and the Pharisees, yes, they are your religious leaders, right? So do what they say, but do not pay attention to what they do because they do not practice what they preach. What Jesus is highlighting is the lack of integrity in their lives. They, they, they put on the clothes of a religious leader, yeah? They said all the right things. But they weren't genuinely trying to live up to their dress code. They were essentially pretending to be someone that they were not. And in the process, they were hurting themselves and they were hurting others. And you know what makes it even worse? These so-called religious leaders, these educated people, didn't even seem to realise it. They'd become so blinded by their uniforms, by this facade, that they didn't realise that there was this deep disconnect in their lives, this lack of wholeness, lack of integrity. The clothes that we put on cause all kinds of obstacles in the spiritual life. But today I, just, I want to mention two. First and foremost... Our clothes separate us from God. God is reality, yeah? God is truth. So therefore, God cannot show up in our facade. He, he cannot meet us where we pretend to be. Our God is always present, always waiting for us in our truth, in the reality of our lives, as messy as they may be. Do you remember... In Luke's Gospel, Jesus was talking about those two men who were praying. One was a 
Pharisee, religious leader, and the other is a tax collector, a sinner, yeah? And the Pharisee's praying. He says, oh, God, I thank you. I'm not like all those sinners, and I'm not like this tax collector. I, I fast. I give 10% of my money to, to God, to you. Can you hear him in his persona? He's lost, right? But then there's the Pharisee, uh, the tax collector, and he can't even look to God. He, he just kind of is looking to the ground. He beats his chest and he says, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Remember what Jesus said? He said, this guy, the tax collector, he's the one that went home justified with God. And, of course, the reason was because he, he came to God from his truth, not from his make-believe world, from his reality, as messy as it was. The honest prayer is always the best prayer because God can only meet us where we truly are in our authentic self. And, in fact, that's the only place God wants to meet us. Another problem with dressing up is that our clothes can make it very hard for us to love others. You see, because the religious leaders were so out of touch with their own lives, they also had no connection. They had no compassion for others. Jesus points out today, as he does other times in the Gospels quite passionately, that rather than helping his people, rather than being good religious leaders that actually um, sort of showed people the mercy and the goodness and the love of God, that they were actually hurting people. They were putting heavy burdens on them. The same, of course, is true for us, that when we are not connected to our reality, it can be hard to connect with the reality of others. It's hard to really understand what people are going through. It's hard to really have compassion for others if we've not experienced compassion for ourselves. It would be very easy for us to be just like the Pharisees, yeah? Impatient, harsh, critical, judgmental towards others. So if we want to deepen in our conversion, if we want to flourish as followers of Jesus, we need to work on reducing this gap between who we perceive ourselves to be and who we really are. Yeah, we need to, we need to bring it together. I want to suggest that's kind of like the the Christian journey, bringing it together, getting closer and closer to our reality, which is where God is. That means we need to shed the clothes, shed the personas. Jesus ends today with a saying um, which we hear a number of times in the Gospels. He says, those who exalt themselves, those who, are, who pretend they are someone they are not, they will be humbled. But those who humble themselves, those who sit with their reality, with faith and with trust in God, they will be exalted. Remember Fonzie from Happy Days? What was his persona? What was his clothes? He was Mr. Cool, yeah? Mr. Cool, always cool. Just this morning I was reading an interview with him. It's in The Australian, in case you haven't seen it or you're interested. And um, he's in his 70s now and he said... You know, I've come to realise that real coolness, to be really cool, is to be authentic. It's to be real. It's to be true to yourself. If anyone could 
have exalted themselves, it was Jesus, yeah? In fact, he was exalted. <laughs> he was exalted. But remember St. Paul said he, he surrendered that. He, he let it go and he lowered himself. He humbled himself to be one just like us, to take on our reality. And that's why we can go there. That's why we can acknowledge our truth, because he has gone there. We can embrace our reality as messy as it may be, because Jesus has already embraced it and redeemed it. We no longer need to run from it or hide from it. We can be with our truth, because Christ is already there loving us, waiting for us to come and to receive that love. If you, if you want to grow in the spiritual life, if you want to deepen in conversion, if you want to heal and be transformed, if you want to flourish, this is the only way it can happen. Right? It happens when we allow God to meet us in our truth and to, to have compassion on us, to love us there. It's God's compassion that changes us. Next week... I'm going to talk more about how we can keep narrowing this gap between who we perceive ourselves to be and the reality of who we are. I'm going to give us a process that we can follow. But today, I want to suggest that you just start by getting curious. I want to encourage you this week, make an effort to be radically honest with yourself, to try and get in touch with your truth. Make this your prayer time. Maybe you do a bit of journaling and see if you notice any persona, any clothes, any uniforms that you put on as a way of dealing with life. Maybe at the end of your day, you can just reflect on your day and ask yourself, how authentic was I today in my interactions with God and with others? Was I vulnerable today in any way? Did I, did I share something that's really true of myself? Or did I kind of elevate myself and try and pretend I was someone I was not? When we've had our clothes on for so long, it can be really hard for us to see them because they've sort of just become part of us, right? So if you're feeling really brave, you might ask someone that, you, that really knows you well and that you trust, ask them, <laughs> right? Say, hey, do you ever notice that there is like a difference between who I sort of portray myself to be and actually how you experience me to be? It's a dangerous question, but... Um, it's a good one. And if you notice something, if you notice yourself dressing up in any way, I want to encourage you, please, don't condemn yourself. Don't get upset with yourself. Don't feel hopeless. But just acknowledge it. Just, just notice the clothes. Noticing them alone can take away the power. Yeah, And allow God just to meet you there in that facade, in that, in that place. Embracing our truth is part of what it means to carry our cross, yeah? And it's not easy. Sometimes it can be quite challenging, but it is the way to real life. Jesus says that, you know, when God's truth meets our truth, that's when we will truly be set free. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. 
and consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.